Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about changing how you think about weight loss. I think this is the first thing you've got to do if you want to lose weight because as Einstein said, the same level of thinking that created the problem cannot solve the problem. So if you want to lose weight, you've been struggling with for a while, I think instead of focusing on diets and what you need to do, you start focusing on how you think about weight loss. And the first distinction I think you want to rethink and possibly change is the goal. What is the goal? Um, most people, when they think about weight loss, the goal is to lose weight, right? So again, we want to get to that goal body. That's the finish line. Once we get there, we'll figure the rest of it out. But the goal of weight loss is to lose weight. And so you have had this goal for decades at this point, and it has not helped you get to that goal. And I think a big reason why is because that's not really the goal you want. You don't want to lose weight you want to live at your goal weight. This distinction is crucial because the weight loss piece is just a phase, right? It's just gonna take you a couple of weeks, months or years to get that phase done. And then the rest of your life is to live at that weight because you wanna keep the weight off forever, okay? So we need to shift the goal from wanting to lose weight to wanting to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. That goal is completely different and it requires a different strategy, okay? So if we just think about weight loss and trying to lose it as quick as possible, we tend to choose the most extreme plans, okay? Because again, the goal is to lose the weight as quick as we can. When the goal becomes about living at our goal weight and doing it in a way where we can stay there on near autopilot, well, we're gonna need different strategies. The same strategies aren't gonna work. We can't crash diet because we're not gonna do that forever. So we start to find a plan that is more sustainable that we can keep up long-term. And again, the goal is always focused around living at your goal weight, not just losing the weight, but living the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. Because of course, that is the real goal that you wanna achieve. So make sure that you're clearly aiming at that goal. Do not believe that you'll just lose the weight and then figure it out, right? Has that ever worked for you? <laughs> Does that ever work for anyone? Hardly ever. So start making your goal, the path you're walking when it comes to weight, about living at your goal weight and being able to live there for the rest of your life on your autopilot. It's a completely different goal that sets you up to get completely different results in a completely different way. So I hope this helps you out and I wish you the best. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. <clears throat> I see one question. What happens to your body if you don't get your protein quota? That, that question, Hazel, is funny to me, and I'll tell you why. Um, I, am a, I am a vegetarian, right? I guess officially a pescatarian, and people always say, well, what about the protein, you know? But I always think if protein consumption was any sort of problem in this society, you, you in your lifetime probably would have taken a protein test, you know? Have you ever taken a protein test? Your doctor ever, you know, ordered a protein test for you? You ever gotten your results back from that, you know? so. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe that's a common thing. I just haven't heard of it. But um, yeah, no. <laughs> so I don't think you have to worry too much about your protein intake and not getting your protein quota. Um, I would much more be focused on your fiber quota, your nutrient density quota, your nutrient variety quota, your natural healthy food quota, your fruit quota, vegetable quota, <laughs> I would beans quota, right? I would focus more on those quotas over the protein. You know, the protein, protein's important, right? I, I'm, I'm not making light of it, but I think it's an overstated, it's the overstated macronutrient um, for good. And then carbs are the overstated micronutrient for bad. Um, but a lot of that I think is tied together because there's a lot of, you know, when we think about why we eat the way we eat, and that's just naturally. And then when we want to lose weight, 
a lot of this is driven by economic interests. And it's no secret, I don't think, that the meat industry is enormous, right? I always joke, like, if, if, if they could take on Oprah and win, <laughs> that's a big industry, right? Oprah's Oprah. And so, um, you know, she got sued by them because I, I forget what she even said. It was so mild and minor. But um, anyway, sometimes me thinks that uh, this focus on protein uh, might have a, you know, s some push behind it, you know, by the meat industry. Uh, and this idea that you need so much protein and people so worried about their protein intake, I think is overstated. I, I think it's, it's not that way. That's my opinion. Again, this is one man's opinion. So if someone feels different, then, then that's that. I know people will say protein is satisfying. There's no question. As far as macronutrients go, protein is very satisfying. But in my, my experience of life, adding fiber in the form of vegetables, fruits, greens, beans, adding a lot more fiber into my diet has been the biggest difference. Um, and I used to eat the shit out of meat. <laughs> I'd be hungry a lot. And so fiber was really the biggest, you know, again, that, that, fiber's got a kind of a funny designation. Like, is it a macronutrient? Is it a carb? People think different things about it because, you know, ultimately the fiber I'm talking about is insoluble. We don't digest it. It just stays in our intestine tract. But that actually activates these breaks, right? They're called the ileal and colon break, which send our body a signal that we're full, right? Because your intestines feel full. They feel, you feel solid and it feels that way. And, uh, you feel fuller as opposed to if you're eating a lot of like flour, sugar, processed foods, they dissolve very quickly in your body and there's not much left for your intestines and you feel empty, you know? And so protein helps satisfy that for sure. And so does fiber. Those are the two big ones I would say to focus on. Uh, Hazel says, I eat healthy and don't eat junk anymore and I get about 30 grams of protein daily. Yeah, great. Yeah, again, I, I would focus on the fiber too. I think you'll find that's the biggest you know, everyone's different. Everybody's different. But for me, the biggest difference in my body was when I started putting fiber in it. I felt more full and satisfied than I'd ever felt in my life. And so I've always tried to share that message. And I'm not talking about like, like, like Metamucil. I'm not talking about like fiber supplements that you put in the, um, that, that you put in water and drink. I'm talking about literal natural forms of fiber. You know, and speaking of that, right? So paleo is a real big protein focus, you know, for a diet. But um, they estimated that paleo people now were, uh, paleo people were eating 130 grams of uh, fiber a day, which of course, right? Natural foods all have a lot of fiber in it, you know? So, um, you know, anyways, uh, what do you think about metformin? Um, I don't think too much about metformin. Uh, I'm not a doctor, you know, so I don't, I don't really, I don't really know too much about all that stuff. Uh, what I tend to focus on is really the more mindset piece of it. So, cause you know, like, like I have people in my program, sometimes they're on different medications, you know, um, like even the, the, some glutides, you know, and so even while they're on those, they're working to get the mindset piece down while they're on those, you know, and so, different medications you might have to be on for life you know some affect you differently and at the same time regardless of what medicine you're on that mindset piece of the weight loss puzzle is always there regardless of what medicine you may 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 be on or not be on you know ultimately it comes down to your mindset i believe you know um i think your mindset's the biggest thing impacting your weight you know bigger than your genetics your hormones your menopause, your insulin resistance, all of it. I think your mindset's the most important thing affecting your weight loss and your weight, you know? And so until you change how you think about yourself, food, 
your health, your lifestyle, until you change those things, I don't know. I don't know how you would ever lose weight for good, you know? Because you've tried the other way, right? We just try and change external things, you know? Um, what do you think of calorie counting? Uh, so let me, the golden rule of program yourself then is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. So I've seen, I've seen everything work for different people, you know? And so that's my core rule is that you figure out what works for you. So some people hate calorie counting. I, I could never calorie count. I, I don't like that. I don't like that kind of minutia micromanaging of, of the calorie thing, but some people love it. And they're, you know what I mean? They're that type of person and they love calorie counting and they do well with that. So great. You know, so you got to kind of see where, where are you at with it? How do you feel about it? You know, now I will say on a whole, I've seen most people not want a calorie count. And I understand that because your eating is really meant to be this automatic behavior. You're not meant to consciously control every eating thing you do. You understand that? Like as humans, we learn something, it goes into our subconscious mind and it's pretty much just goes on autopilot, riding a bike, reading, writing, using your computer mouse, brushing your teeth, using your phone, literally everything in your life you've learned, you learn it and it goes into your subconscious mind and it just runs automatically, okay? So your eating behaviors are in there too. Like the, how fast you eat, how you eat, what you eat, when you eat, where you eat, <laughs> you know, you're like all of these things are automated programs in your subconscious mind that you're just running. And most people, when they want to lose weight, try to consciously control and fight against these programs. And so in Program Yourself Then, what I do is I show you how to reprogram your own subconscious mind so that you can program in programs and behaviors so that you can live at your goal weight, but not, not so you have to fight and count every single calorie, unless you like that, but in a way where you can just kind of live your life and you can start to trust yourself and the, the cravings you have, the hunger you have, the automatic behaviors you have keep you at your goal weight. That, that's what I help people do, you know? Um, not a check app is very good for calorie counting. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, I know a lot of people use, um, what is it? My fitness pal. I think that's a big one. Um, Noom's, you know, Noom's kind of the same thing. It's just a little looser with it all. But, um, again, I, but I will say this, I do think calorie counting is good as a calibration exercise. Okay. Meaning I think a lot of people underestimate how many calories they're consuming and your weight is, is all about the calories you're consuming. If you want to lose weight, you got to reduce the average calories you're consuming. So it's all about calories on the top line. Um, there's a lot more that goes into being able to consume less calories <laughs> consistently over time, but ultimately your weight comes down to the calorie consumption, you know, and what you're consuming. So spending a week or two and just kind of tracking calories to kind of calibrate, you know, what you thought and what it actually is. See, well, I was right on the money or I was under, or I was over wherever, you know? And I think that's a very eye-opening exercise. I think the idea for most people, the idea of counting calories for the rest of their lives feels like something a lot of people don't want to do and you don't need to, you know? Um, but again, I do think it serves its place. I, I, I don't think it's a, a horrible thing to do, um, but to do it forever for most people becomes that like, oh, you know, you don't want to dread things with your weight loss. And I think a lot of people with weight loss always think they have to dread things. You know, a lot of people with weight loss think it's got to be really difficult. What's up, Don? And it doesn't, you know, and you're not, you're not, you know, again, when you think about weight loss, it's like subconsciously you want it to be hard and difficult because you associate that with fast results, you know, but if you go into this process looking for the easiest, most enjoyable, most automated process to control your weight with, you'll find those solutions and answers too. <laughs> you know, you just never do that. You're never looking for the easy way. You know, you're, you're never looking for how can I make this easy and God, God forbid it's enjoyable. <laughs> right. But what if you did? What if you spent the next year really focusing on making your your eating behaviors, your lifestyle, um, 
as easy and natural uh, and enjoyable as you could make it in a way that, that helped you reduce your weight and become healthier, you know? Well, you'd come up with new strategies, you know? So it's not rocket science. It's, it's that we all as humans, we get kind of locked into ways of thinking, you know, and, and we tend not to think outside of that. The main organizing principle of your brain is to conserve energy, right? That's your brain's number one job, is conserve energy. So we tend to just do what we did. We think the way we think. It's not easy to create new neural networks and connections and new behaviors. It, that's not an easy, natural thing that you do, you know? And so what you try and do when you try and die, you try and fight against yourself and you can do it for a little while and then what do you do? You go back to your automated behaviors, okay? So we need a completely different approach and the approach is this, that instead of trying to fight against our subconscious mind, we're gonna reprogram your subconscious mind so that you install programs where you eat slower, where you crave healthier foods, where you um, you know, crave uh, foods that satisfy you and help you lose weight easily and comfortably, where you start doing having lifestyle habits that you know, help you slim down comfortably, you know? And it's like, it's not, again, it's not rocket science, but it's just not something you intuitively think about because you're conditioned in your whole life. We all have been conditioned by this. Diets, good Lord, right? We've all been exposed to millions of diet ads in our lives. And every diet ad is before and after picture and how fast can we lose the weight, you know? Um, me watching this after caving and ordering way too much at McDonald's today. I don't know what to do. Well, great, Rebecca, let's talk about that because I'll tell you what to do, okay? This really gets to the core of the program yourself then approach right in a nutshell is that what most people with diets, it's always like we start day one being perfect and we expect we're going to be perfect until we get to our goal weight. And so if we do Monday, we're great. And then Tuesday comes and we ordered, we go to McDonald's and order everything. We caved in, you know, and now what happens? Well, now you're off the, you're off the wagon for the next week, month, year, right? You have no strategy to get back on track. Like you said, I don't know what to do now right? Because your whole weight loss approach really hinges on being perfect. You got to be perfect with your reading. If you mess up, what's the point? You see? And so program yourself is completely different than this. Its approach says, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to cave and get McDonald's. We're going to cave and go to the bakery. We're going to order a pizza. We're going to do all the wrong shit because that's what we've been doing for years and years. That's how, how we've been behaving. So we don't expect we're just magically, because it's Monday, all of a sudden just going to totally act different. We're expecting, we're, we got kind of these, these bad habits, these bad thinking habits, and I don't mean bad, but the habits that cause us to be overweight, cause us to be unhealthier, you know, um, habits that cause us to feel more negative and, and, you know, discouraged. And so we want to recognize the habits and have a strategy to learn from them. Okay, so going to McDonald's is no problem as long as you learn from it and utilize it. And you're not going to do that, right? You have no strategy now because now it's like maybe yesterday you did great. Right. And then here comes today and now McDonald's, it feels like you fell off a cliff. And now again, with the all or nothing approach to weight loss, which is what most people do, there's a huge discrepancy, right? From going from nothing to all is an enormous jump and leap and effort and focus. And so if yesterday you went and you ate perfectly and now today it feels like you went to McDonald's, you totally fell back down again. Now it feels like you make this giant jump again. And you're never going to be able to do that in the middle of the week. Maybe next Monday, probably not probably January 1st, you know, is what we're looking at. And this is what most people, this is how they're approaching things. So again, program yourself. Then we do the re redo technique. It takes a minute or two. And you just go back in time. You learn from McDonald's thing. You're not a bad person because you went to McDonald's. You went to McDonald's because that's the pattern you have. That's what you typically do in that situation. You know? And to be honest, you probably cave right after. Yesterday was probably a good day for you. And then uh, today wasn't, you know? And so that happens a lot for people. They can get through a day eating perfectly. 
Yeah, she said, yeah, Rebecca says, I have an all or nothing mindset for sure. Right. So it's like yesterday was perfect. And then you completely went off the reservation. Does anyone, anyone else relate to that? Where you do, because they know, like, oh man, I forget the numbers now, but it's somewhere in the ballpark of 75% of people can't make it past a, a month on a diet and like 39% can't make it past a week. But I don't know. I, I think those numbers are low because I see a lot of people can't make it past a day, two days. You know, that, that's the hard part. And now you've had so many false starts, right? You, you've done the one day on, next day you're at McDonald's overeating. You've done that some version of that hundreds of times, if not thousands of times at this point, right? And so now you don't even believe any of it. You don't, you don't believe it's going to happen, right? You just, you're almost apathetic, you know? And it's not because there's anything wrong with you. It's because you have a shitty strategy. You got dieting. Oh, I got to start all over again. You got to start again being perfect. No, you don't, you know? Um, you got to stop the perfection thing. Perfection is not even an option. You know, cut the shit. There's a great saying that people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. You need to create long-term habits that keep you pinned to your goal weight. And you don't know how to do that, you know? This is what I help people do because all your behavior is run by your subconscious mind. And you have no idea about your subconscious mind. You have no idea how to communicate with it. And when you do, everything comes a lot easier. You can't explain anything right now. You don't know, why'd you eat McDonald's today? Right? I, I don't know. I didn't want to. I wanted to lose weight. I degraded yesterday, and I don't know what happened today. I don't know. Exactly. You don't know. <laughs> and once you start to understand your subconscious mind, you start to figure it out. You know, there's a reason why you did it. And you're not a bad person because of it. You just don't understand why. Once you understand why, then you can implement a more elegant solution to it. But you don't even know why you did it. So what do you, you think? You just need more willpower. <laughs> you don't need more willpower. You need more strategy, you know? Um, I feel like I'm constantly trying to outwork my diet in the gym, which I know is impossible. Yeah, there you go. It's not possible. Um, you can't out, just mathematically, it doesn't work, right? You, you can, it, it takes an hour to burn 500 calories and it takes two minutes to eat 500 calories. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't work that way. Um, program yourself thins all, it's built around me and I'm a lazy person. Like when it comes to health and eating stuff, uh, I don't. I don't, I haven't worked out. I haven't dieted. I haven't worked out in 30 years. Been the same way for 30 years. I lost 50 pounds, maintained it for 50, uh, 30 years. No dieting, no, no consistent working out. I, what I did is I mastered my eating, you know? And um, yeah, I don't think that there's no out training a bad diet. You've got to figure out how to master the eating. Good news is that's easier than you think, you know? It's not easy for you because you don't, you, you don't know what you're doing. You're just trying to use willpower to fight against all your cravings, right? That's your diet plan in a nutshell. doesn't matter. Keto, intermittent fasting, pick. It doesn't matter what the diet is. It all comes down to basically you wake up one day, you say, okay, now I'm going to force myself to not eat that way I used to. I'm going to force myself to eat this new way. And you're usually able to do that for a couple days, a couple weeks, maybe at most. And then you go back to what you always do again. We're, we're built to be, we live our lives on autopilot. Folks, we do not make conscious, we're not mindful, conscious deciders all day long. It's estimated we make over 200 food decisions a day, okay? So it's not, um, you're not consciously making all those little decisions. You're being cued and triggered by your environment, time of day, people, your moods, your habits, your past, <laughs> you know? These are what are controlling your behaviors and ultimately your weight. And you have no, you don't even have any sense of these. So, which, I'm not trying to be negative, okay? So I, ha, I, I wouldn't just say this stuff if I didn't have some solution for you. And it's a free solution, okay? Um, yes, I have programs too. You can always invest and work with me, um, but I will help you for free too. And the help I want to give you is to reframe how you're approaching this, okay? From one of willpower focus where you're just going to fight against yourself to one where you're going to understand how to influence yourself in a more effective way. Okay, so that you naturally and automatically do the things that get you to your goal weight and keep you there. 
All right. And so to get into that, go to my bio, click the link and um, uh, get the hypnosis session I give you. Okay. That's the starting point. So you can just experience what hypnosis feels like. That's what the program itself then does. It's all built around self-hypnosis. Hypnosis is great, but no one can do this for you. You have got to figure out yourself how to run your own mind, your own body, your own behaviors. That's what that that's that's it. It's that simple. And once you understand how to run your own brain, your body, your behaviors, you can live at whatever weight you choose to. Okay? But you haven't learned any of that with diets. Diets don't teach you any of that shit. They just teach you to what? Just force yourself to try and act differently. And it doesn't work. Okay? So go to my bio, click the link at the hypnosis session, you'll experience hypnosis. But then I will show you the three steps to master your weight. I'll break it down. Learn about your subconscious mind. Jesus Christ. If you don't know about your subconscious mind, I don't even know what you're doing. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. You tell me, what are you trying to do? You're just winging it. You're just trying to wing it. You're just, oh, tomorrow I'm, I'm going to try and eat perfect. It, it's just, it, and, and I don't, it, there's no problem with winging it sometimes if you realize you're winging it. Okay. But you don't realize you're winging it. You think you, you, the way you do it is you got to force yourself to act different. That's how you lose weight. That's not how you lose weight, right? You're saying, I know what I got to do. I just got to get myself to do it. Well, no, you have to learn how to behave differently. You don't, can't just get yourself to do something different from now on. <laughs> I hope that helps. Uh, let's see, let's see. I have to eat so little to lose, it feels impossible. So, oh, 15, perimenopause. Okay, Sarah. So listen, Sarah, this is really important. This is important for everyone, especially if you've got a physical issue like menopause, hormones, thyroid, insulin resistant, any of those physical challenges is for you. It can't just be about cutting calories down. There has got to be a lifestyle component to this. Okay. Lifestyle component in order of importance, proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. You start weaving these things into your life. You start to mitigate some of those physical challenges of, of the menopause in your case. Um, but whatever physical challenges you have, you need to have this lifestyle approach. I think everyone has to have this lifestyle approach, but it's absolutely crucial, essential if you've got some physical challenge, okay? Because you don't know how much of it's the perimenopause and how much of it's your lifestyle, you know, until you clean up your sleeping, you're hydrated, you're relaxed, you're breathing right, you're nourishing yourself, you're moving, you're meditating, quieting your mind, and you're feeling gra grateful, practicing gratitude. Once you start doing those things, for a consistent period of time, now you'll start to have a real sense of what's menopause and what was your lifestyle. And what you'll probably find, what the majority of my clients find, is that it was much more their lifestyle and ultimately the eating that that lifestyle created. Uh, the eat, Yeah, the eating that lifestyle created that has the bigger impact on your weight, way bigger impact than the perimenopause. And I say this as someone, for 20 years, my primary clientele, 95% of them are some form of woman in some phase of menopause. My primary client is a woman between the ages of 45 and 65. So I tell you this not as just some dipshit guy who's never went through menopause who just says stuff. I say it with, with real, real experience. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So again, that lifestyle component is absolutely crucial, you know, to, to get a handle on that. Um, Beat, how you doing from Germany? Nice. Thanks from Germany. How's that? Danke. <laughs> I don't, I never studied German in school. I studied Spanish and I didn't learn very much of it then, but what's the laziest way to lose weight? I need to know. Oh, that's a great question, Sal. Now, now you're thinking that's a, that's a person. I, I like that. Bill, Bill Gates said this. I don't know if this is true, but he goes, he goes, uh, I always want to find the laziest person in the company and put them in charge of something. Cause I know they'll find the easiest way. All right. There's some truth to that. And again, cause we have been conditioned through the diet industry and the, the weight loss industry that hard is good, right? The harder it is, the faster you lose the weight. So I promise you subconsciously, you want something hard and difficult. You do because you're impatient. 
and your impatience forces you to find something extreme um, that, that's not going to last, but that's what you want. And so, yeah, asking with the question, what's the laziest, easiest way to lose weight is a wonderful question to think about for a while. I know you don't have any answer to it, right? But you're never asking that question. Start asking it. What's the easiest, most natural, enjoyable, comfortable way I can lose weight? Start with that. I'm not going to give you the answer. I want you to think about it. Spend some time thinking about it. You come on. I do these lives every day, noon to noontime, and we'll talk about it. Because I know a million ways because <laughs> I'm lazy and I've been at the same weight. And I do it because I'm super lazy. I built around my laziness. You know, we got to acknowledge who we are and build the plan around that. Not always trying. You're always trying to like force yourself to change to fit in some dumbass plan. Oh, we're going to be keto, right? You, never, you don't want to eat a carb again for the rest of your life. What a shitty life that would be for most people. You know, uh, you know, intermittent fasting is fine, but you're just going to start tomorrow not eating for 16 hours. Maybe, right? You can eat 1,200 calories, whatever. And no more sugar after tomorrow, you know? Come on. We want the easiest way, the easiest, most enjoyable way. That's a much better question, right? So good question. And I would start, I'll, I'll give you, so I won't just leave you hanging either. Go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session. I give you, watch the training. I give you a bunch of easy ways. I describe the whole thing because my, my system's built to be easy. Well, tell me what it is, Jim. Well, it's not, what's easy for me is not easy for you. So I can't tell you that because it's a customized system. You know, in, in my program, you fill out your weight mastery blueprints, mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint. So you know what works for you and you have a system for actually following it. You know, that's how that works. My body only feels good when eating too little once a day, but I'm afraid I'm malnourishing myself. Um, yeah, well, you know, okay, so my body only feels good. It can't, if you're, if you're afraid, that's not a good feeling, okay? So I think on the right path, we want to optimize towards the best quality of life, the most pleasure we can get, the best version of ourselves, and, and taking everything into account. The best version of ourselves is not defined by a weight on a scale, okay? And so if you like feeling light, I love feeling light. Okay, so that's a huge part of my motivation. I love feeling lighter. I like being I like being thinner and lighter. I'm, I'm right in the normal range of BMI. I feel healthy. I feel like my bones and joints, there's less stress on them. There's less work for my body digestion-wise. I nourish myself. I do all the things lifestyle-wise. I love that feeling. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind that this, right now anyways, is the healthiest, it, it, where I want to be anyways. I can always be healthier, but I don't want to be healthier. That's another thing. That's a whole nother conversation. What a weird conversation that is. But it's like, you know, the, the flip side of getting healthy is that you're probably not going to be perfectly healthy, right? Like, so for me, perfectly healthy would be a, a few things, but one at the top of the list is no alcohol. I like drinking alcohol. So I have it in there moderately, you know, but, but again, that's a choice I made. And that's an interesting thing to do, um, I think, you know, is to actually think to yourself, how much weight do I want to lose? It's probably not as much as you think. How healthy do I want to be? You don't want to be the healthiest person on the planet. I mean, you would in some bizarro world where you didn't have to live that way. You'd love to just be healthy. But assuming you, you got to live and eat a certain way to be the healthiest, you probably don't want to be the healthiest, to be honest. <laughs> I don't. I could be healthier. I don't want to be. I've kind of found the sweet spot where, again, we got to take it. There's two sides of the coin. This comes down to goal weight a lot, right? Because a lot of people pick a goal weight as if it were in a vacuum. Right, meaning that they don't take into account you got to eat and live a certain way to achieve that weight you pick, right? And they're not willing to live and eat that way, right? They're picking a weight where they have to, you know, eat carrots and drink water all day long, and they're not willing to do that. 
But so they have this core incongruency, right? This core mismatch of what they want away and what it takes to do it that they're not willing to do. I find that ha- that affects a lot of people. So you got to get congruent with that. But that also affects health too. You can have this idea, I want to be the healthiest person on the planet, but you might not be willing to do all those things. I'm not, but I found the sweet spot where I am willing to do it, where I am happy with it. So I hope that helps because that's an important conversation. I feel so good, not afraid daily, but then when I'm thinking of the future, it's not enough according to science. Um, well, I, I mean, that's something you got to figure out. You know what I mean? Like if you, yeah, if you're not afraid daily, if you feel amazing, if you're thriving, again, I think that's the, that's the criteria I look at is thriving, right? Because weight in and of itself doesn't mean shit, right? If you starve yourself to get some weight, what, what's the, what are we doing? You know, what's the point of that? Um, we want to be thriving, you know, where we feel fully thriving. Now, I'll give, you, I'll give you a personal example. This may be insightful, I don't know. But there was a time when I was a raw foodist, okay? And I felt pretty great physically, Physically, I felt light. I felt I felt energized. I felt I remember feeling very good. Um, I felt hungry all the time. <laughs> there was that piece, but physically, I felt really good with how I felt. But one day, I realized all I did was think about food, and so I realized physically, I feel pretty good, but mentally and emotionally, I don't think I'm feeling very good. Yeah, I'm obsessed with food. This is not the life I want to lead, and that was a real insightful moment for me, where I really I. I changed. That was a big distinction for me. And I realized I need to take the whole thing into account. I need to take not just, it's not just a weight game. Um, it's also, how do we feel about living this life? Do we feel good? You know, is it, is it healthy mentally, emotionally, physically, you know? So, so there's more that thriving definition than just like, Oh, just a size or a weight. Who gives a shit? You know, we need more than that. So I hope that helps you answer that question. Cause I, I get that. Um, Let's send something here. In a few minutes, I got a call coming up. Whoo! A busy day, <laughs> to be honest. I got my foot x rayed for the last time. I broke my foot this summer I just see creepy girl join but I'll tell you what's creepy is watching my bones stick out it's still it's like the bones kind of healed up but then there's like this little it looks worse I can't feel it but it's like this little it looks terrifying looks like I just feel it and poke it it's freaking me out I wish I didn't see it but I did so anyways yeah that's what I've been doing today I got a session coming up coaching calls coming up and my program right now, you can work with me, you know? So it's like, that's a fun thing. I've been doing that for, I started January 1st. That was the day. But the group coaching is, is a blast. I love that. love doing private coaching too. But um, the group coaching has been fun because it's a lot more accessible for people. And I can do work with a lot more people. So that's been fun. But yeah, you know, always, uh, always working the best way to help people master their weight, you know? How do you work through a plateau? That's a great question, Vanessa. And what I like to do to work through it is I like to reframe a plateau, okay? Because a plateau is normal and natural. It's unavoidable. You're going to hit plateaus. But the way that I look at plateaus and had looked at them when I was losing weight was that when I hit a plateau, it's an opportunity for me to practice my maintenance plan. Okay, so, so that's the first conceptual difference of the path that I'm on is that for me, it's not about losing weight because I don't give a shit about losing weight. Anyone can lose weight and then put it back on. That's not what I want. I want to master my weight. 
So it's a one-way path to mastering my weight. So I don't give a shit. I know I'm going to hit plateaus. I know there's going to be, it's going to take however long it takes, but I'm focused on the process. And so when I hit these moments where all of a sudden my weight seems to be plateauing out, I'm focusing on the process that I'm using and I'm optimizing and tweaking it to make it easier and more enjoyable for me. Okay. I'm looking when I'm in a plateau to really fix, you know, again, optimize what I'm doing. Um, and then I'll stay on that plan and I'll find out, you know, sometimes your body just needs a week or two to kind of do whatever it does and then start losing weight again. You don't need to change anything. Um, and sometimes, you know, you need to tweak things up a little bit, but if you focus on optimizing the process, then that you're set up to do that. Okay. But it sets you up. And the reason I say practicing, uh, maintenance is because that's the ultimate goal, you know? And so you get to work at some point, you know, th this is a big, big point for a lot of people that are dieters, you got two mindsets, right? You, you're not, a, you're an overweight mindset. You think like an overweight person when you're not focusing on weight loss and then you have your diet mindset and you just keep flip-flopping between these two mindsets. And what you typically do is you give up the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. And so once the scale stops going down, you get to your goal weight. Now there's no pleasure from the food and there's no pleasure from the scale going down. And you can't keep thinking like a dieter because it's not about losing weight anymore. You can't go back to thinking like an overweight person. So what do you do? What do most people do? They put the weight back on. 80 to 95% of people put the weight back on because they never learn to think like a thin, healthy person. So when you hit a plateau, it's a perfect opportunity to really celebrate your success and start practicing thinking like a thin, healthy person and again, mastering that process because it can't just be about the weight coming off because the weight doesn't always come off the way you think it is. Weight loss is very inconsistent and unpredictable in the short term, okay? And eventually the weight loss stops. You get to your goal weight, right? So how are you gonna stay motivated there? That's a, that's a real important question. Again, program yourself then we start with your maintenance plan because every it's all about your maintenance plan. It's about living at your goal weight, not about getting there for a week and celebrating it. Are you happy you got to your goal weight once or twice and then put all the weight back on? You don't want to lose weight. You want to live at your goal weight. That difference is, is how you get through that. Um, Nora says, great doctor's appointment, lots of good feedback, but they still say cut out carbs drives me nuts. <laughs> well, you know, listen, doctors uh, don't know shit about weight loss, to be honest. You know, they study, they study very little nutrition. You know, it's important to understand that. And they don't know much about weight loss. They don't know much about behavioral change. Um, you know, so that's that. We, we, we put all this you know, all this on to doctors, you know what I mean? And, and they got their, their strengths, obviously, but they don't know everything. You know, I think we all know that. And when it comes to weight loss, they know very little, <laughs> usually. I'm not saying, some of them may go out of their way to learn it, and then that's great, you know, but most of them don't. And they know about as much about weight loss as you do, which probably isn't much, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but I'm glad, good job, Nora, I'm, I'm glad. They had a good doctor appointment. Sala says, I realized it's easier for me to be on diet with a partner. I give up easily when I'm left alone. Yeah, I get that. That's definitely harder when, when the people around you aren't in that same space. Um, but we all got challenges. You know what I mean? Like, like that's an important part of the program is that is identifying, acknowledging and identifying the problems and challenges that we have and coming up with solutions and strategies to deal with those, you know? So we don't just say, oh, well, when my partner's on, it's easy. And when my partner's on, I just give up. No, 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 no. We, we recognize that's how it's been. And then we start asking solution-oriented questions like, how can you stay on track even when your partner's not? Oh shit, <laughs> right? Now things get interesting. So again, solution-oriented questions are really, it's like a flashlight illuminating the path ahead of you, you know, and that's what's stopping you. 
you're focused on the problems. You're always trying to figure out why you keep screwing up and why you don't stick on plan and why you don't do this and why you don't do that. You need to start asking how I can start doing things the way I want to. And when you start orienting your brain to those questions, you start uncovering a lot of solutions. You know? Painter says, it's not a plateau. It's your body forcing you to practice patience, LOL. <laughs> I, I don't know. That, I don't know if, if you're mocking me or if you think that that's a good idea. I think it's a good idea, you know, because what, what do you... First of all, a plateau is hilarious because people's expectations of how they're going to lose weight and how weight loss happens is so goofy. It's beyond comparison like literally you know you have been indoctrinated by the diet weight loss industry again before after picture short period of time in between them that's every diet ad ever you know in your brain and so you now first of all your idea of how much weight you should lose a um oh okay i got you yeah, yeah, yeah i appreciate you say that um but it is a different way to think about it. it's helpful uh because oh what was i just saying no, i just totally lost it what was i just talking about yeah. Oh, well, yeah. How much, how much weight you think you're going to lose? Um, most people be like, oh, I don't want to lose much. Two pounds a week will be fine. <laughs> well, two pounds a week is a lot, just so you know. Um, you know, again, how much weight you lose is all relative anyways. It's different for each person. I always say this, and it's really important to know that, you know, even those weight loss calculators are all just guesstimates. You know, so if you go plug your numbers in the beginning and you set your expectations based on that calculator, I can almost guarantee you're going to be discouraged and you're going to quit within the month almost guaranteed because your weight loss is inconsistent and unpredictable in the short period of time this month the next couple of months your weight loss will move in ways you can't imagine guaranteed <laughs> now if you stick with the plan for a year it's less unpredictable and consistent you know um so the weight loss calculators as well and that's what i was going to say if you ever study any like weight studies they do they, they put groups of people in these um, metabolic labs where they're tracking every calorie in and out for these people and they're, and they're consistent the same and what they'll find is that a group of people they'll all lose different amounts of weight over that period of time all the other factors being the same you know which is to say that we all are unique individuals and we all have our own way of in, in speed of losing weight you know and i think that's really important because there is no there is no like um what, what you you can expect and it'll change personally you know what I mean? You get older, it might change. You get in a different environment, it might change. But yeah, plateaus are hilarious because yeah, that, it really is you come face to face with the boredom of dieting for the rest of your life, you know? And that's the problem. I To, to put it a different way, right? People say like, you're thinking about weight loss 24 hours a day, right? You're sitting here watching this right now. I know two things about you. One is, I know three things at least. One is I know you're an overthinker because the only people that listen to me for any period of time are overthinkers. Um, you're probably a perfectionist and you probably, um, you know, wh when you think about weight loss, you think about dieting and the dieting is something you don't want to do, right? So here you are, a smart, intelligent person. You think about weight loss all day long, but you never actually start some plan that actually gets you the results you want, Right. You're obsessed with thinking about weight loss, but you probably haven't lost any weight this year, the last six months. How is that possible? You know, it's not rocket science. It's possible because you don't want to do what you think you have to do to lose the weight. You don't want to do keto again. You don't want to give up all the sugar. You don't want to quit all the carbs. You don't want to eat 1200 calories a day, right? And so these are all extreme plans though. Again, all or nothing, those are the all plans. And so what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is to stop being all or nothing and start being all or something. 
all or something's the shit because you don't have to jump all, all the way up here. I can only do this on a Monday. I can only do this on a Monday, a few mon- Mondays a year when I got the energy and focus and motivation to make this giant leap. You know, you want a plan that goes from nothing to something because this isn't hard to do. And how do you tell when you have that? I always joke, program yourself in is the only program you'd ever start on a Friday, right? And you'll hear me say it, it's the only program you'd start during the holidays. Why? Because it's easy. It meets you where you're at. And we just try and get you 1% better today than you were yesterday. 1% better tomorrow than you were today. And on and on. That's the path. And that's the path of improvement you've used in everything you've ever learned in your life. You can't make this gigantic leap all of a sudden because you're impatient. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Doesn't matter. And that's why it's not working. Every plan you do is this extreme overcorrection. And you don't want to do it, so you don't. When you try and do it, you can't keep it up for long, so you don't. You stop. And then you don't want to do it again, so you avoid it for weeks, months, years. you got to stop that. Okay? Start taking the easy path. And I know what's blocking you more than anything else is your impatience. You're so impatient, right? So impatient, but <laughs> how much weight have you lost the last six months? Well, so what, what, what about all that impatience, though? You know, the, the impatience is keeping you stuck at your weight right now more than anything else. Because you only consider extreme plans will give you fast results. It's the only thing that motivates you, you know? But again, you need to shift how you're thinking about it and get a plan that you don't even have motivation to do. That's the secret. And then you kind of get, again, the all or nothing, if that's your strategy, all of a sudden I'm going to do this, this healthy thing perfectly tomorrow. All or something is I'm going to go, hey, all or something, you can still be all if you want to, but most of the time you're going to be going to something. It's a lot easier to go to here to here than it is from here to here. And then you go from here to here, 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 right? That's the way you improve at everything in life, you know? Um, guess who's been listening to her hypnosis session morning and night? Good job, Tabby. Nice job. Um, should I weigh myself every day? Hey, Mandy. There's Mandy. I was just thinking about you yesterday. I haven't seen you. Get on these calls. You getting on today or tomorrow? Let's see what's going on. Um, should I weigh myself every day? I believe if you're going to use this scale, I think you should weigh yourself every day for sure. No doubt about it. Um, yeah. So I'll keep that one simple. What's a healthy amount of weight to lose a week? Uh, I don't know. I don't like that question, though, because I'm less concerned with how fast I can lose the weight than how long I can lose the weight. And so fast and long usually don't go together. Very rarely have I seen a, a fast way to lose weight that's sustainable. So what can I say? If you find one, let me know. <laughs> I haven't seen it. So I don't really focus on how much to lose a week. I'm much more focused on how much weight could I lose in the next year in a way that's sustainable and long term. I'm way more interested in that question. Uh, total sense. Good. Um, okay, we'll do. Yeah, weigh yourself every day. I think it's a great thing to do. Now, again, I mean, that's a packed thing, right? There, there's a lot of, you know, in the, in the program we talk about that a lot, like how to deal with the scale, you know? Because, again, the scale is just a tool, you know, just because now you associate all this drama to it, right? It's kind of like police lights, right? <laughs> Police blue lights in and of themselves, I don't think, or our, uh, tweak our nervous system up. I think it's because we associate with a speeding ticket or getting in trouble now, you know? And the scale's the same thing. The scale's not a bad thing. You want the scale to be like the speedometer of your car, right? You're not scared to look at the speedometer of your car because you know how to control the speed of your car, right? If you look at the speedometer, you're going too fast, you know how to slow down. If you're going too slow, you know how to speed up. The scale's terrifying to you because it reveals that you really have no clue of how to lose weight. 
You really don't. And it reveals that. And that that's the terrifying piece is that you step on it and you feel out of control. You feel desperate. Okay. When you know how to run your own mind, it's not a big deal. It's just a, it's a pedometer. You just check it, adjust accordingly. Yeah. All right, I want to get out of here, but if you are not in my world yet, please go to my bio and click the hypnosis session. Um, get that hypnosis session I give you, okay? Hazel says, I think if I'm losing a pound a week, I'm going in the right direction. Yeah, me too. I think a pound a week is perfect. I think that's a great, that's a nice goal. And I think it's good because you do, it, it, it implies it's probably a lot more easy and comfortable for you to do. It's not so all or nothing. And so if you can keep it up, you know, I, again, I, I think in your terms, what do you want? Who gives a shit? Who cares if you lose weight, all of it in two months? You know, you, you want to be, how much do you want to weigh next year? That's, you got to extend your time frame, you know? And so, yeah, one pound doesn't sound like a lot in the short term, but next year that's 50 pounds and you did it in a way that's sustainable. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking. So yeah, go to my bio, get the hypnosis session, watch the training I give you. That's the important piece. Um, and if you ever want to listen to more program yourself, then uh, this is this is on all the podcast platforms. All right. Um, so yeah, check it out. But uh, yeah, go watch the training I give you. It's really good. Thank for the long run. I like that. Yeah, Tabby, that's the whole difference. All right. All right, everyone. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Have a great day, and we'll talk soon. Bye.